What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spiritual Gangsters podcast. I'm Teresa, your host today, and I'm here with my partner in podcasting crime, the NY Patriot. What up? What up? What's going on? How are you? Not much. How are you today? Oh, good. It's an awesome, beautiful Friday. You know, yeah. It's Friday morning. Already Amazing. Got, got one lit up already, so it's going pretty good. I know. We haven't <laughs> recorded uh, We haven't recorded one of these in a while, so I'm looking forward to uh, hearing from our guests. Today we have the incredible V. Lynn and Mick from Patriot Party Podcast. What's up, guys? Howdy. How you doing? <laughs> good. How are you? You're in Georgia, right? Yes. Amazing. We've got Canada, Toronto, New York, and Georgia. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But we're originally from New York, Connecticut. So we, oh, fled, okay. we fled the great cold north a long time ago. The People's Republic of. Exactly. <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah. I'll actually be heading, hopefully, oh within, within the next two to three years, hopefully be like heading towards South Carolina. So I, I get it. <laughs> That's the next People's Republic of, but... <laughs> Or warmer, the, warmer at least than where you yeah, got now. That's what I want. Life, I guess. Right there we go. Amazing. So I wanted to have you guys on. You had me on your show not that long ago. We talked about uh, the warning and the illumination of conscience and other great time. It was a it was a fun chat. Um, so I wanted to have you on because I know you have a very interesting story that I've heard tidbits about, but I kept myself in the dark on purpose because I just want to like hear it in the moment and i just want you to like blow my mind with the experiences you've had throughout uh your life the last few years okay okay (laughs) so and actually we so we went on ny patriot and we told um this story right after it happened so oh so i was fresh it was very very fresh right but i i wrote it down initially um i have this journal um and uh so i wrote i wrote everything down um and actually i went back and reviewed the episode that we did on ny patriot um because so much happened after right after that like i told about the second experience on there that that almost got like like almost washed out of my head right because i hadn't written that one down but Mm. start, start with the first one all right the first time. Um, so this, this happened. Um, well, I wrote this down on September 5th of 2021. It was one day after it happened and it took me as long to write it as it did to live it, which was about four hours because I literally relived the experience in the writing. Um, so it begins. An angel came to visit me last night, Michael, I think we, 
my husband and I were at my best friend's wedding in Pennsylvania. We did a weekend trip up, which meant 20 hours in the car for one day with my friend, but it was worth it. He won't be with us for much longer. And I'm so grateful I got to see him one last time. It was a beautiful wedding, small, intimate, a hundred people in a cafe with the wedding and the reception in the same place. We went to see my friend at his house in the afternoon to hang out for a bit before the event. We got to the wedding a little early, about 4.15 for a five o'clock ceremony, open bar. So why not? Nick had a few too many martinis early on. So I laid off because whichever one of us gets drunk first does not drive. (laughs) We met some cool people, especially Brian with the blue hair and his partner, Brian. They both love Nick. Um, He pretends to be antisocial, but when he wants to be and when he's got his Irish up, he can charm anyone. (laughs) The ceremony was beautiful, unique to them, just perfect. Dinner was great. The music was fabulous. The dancing just got started. And then it got weird. So I came in from the outside patio just in time for cake, and I sat down next to Mick. And his watch dinged. And he looked at it, a text message, and said, you know that number I told you to remember? Which one? There's lots of numbers, 666, 500 million, 70%. I said, 47.1, it just came out. The audit numbers. Side note, I haven't yet seen it made public and I've been looking, uh, but I did see that, and mind you again, this is two years ago, I did see that Arizona got the report and a judge ordered its release for Monday, tomorrow, which would have been September 6th of 2021, as I write this. Then his watch dinged again. He looked at it and he went white and sober. We've got to go, he said. What do you mean we've got to go? It's my best friend's wedding. We drove over 10 hours for this. What the fuck? What's going on? I just got a message we're not safe in Pennsylvania. Who knows we're here, he asked me. And now I was sober and calm. I don't lose my shit under pressure. Just my parents, my boss, the kids. I don't think we said on the podcast just that we were traveling. I don't think so either, he said. Eat your cake and say your goodbyes and I'll meet you out back. And so I did. I told my friend we had to go. And if anyone asked about us, we were never there. I grabbed up our name placeholders from the table. Saw Brian with the blue hair on his way out the front door. And I called Mick. Actually, I texted him first, but he didn't respond right away. So I called him. Where are you? I asked him. By the truck, he said. It was about a block away. So I hustled down the street. Wasn't the best neighborhood, but I'm pretty quick in my heels. And I got in the truck. Mick was in the driver's seat. You want me to drive, I asked? Absolutely not. And then he proceeded proceeded to utilize all of his training in driving, tracking, and evasion to get us back to the hotel. Side streets, constantly watching the rearview mirror. Um, He even pulled a fast Huey in the middle of the main road drove up to the ho- the hotel with his lights off and backed into a parking space across from the side door, which happened to be the door to the hall where our room was located. It's very convenient. There was a drunk guy standing by the door. He seemed very obviously drunk, almost too obvious. He just stood there for a while leaning against the wall, sometimes swaying down as he was smoking something, a cigarette, a joint, not sure. And then he walked towards the truck, circling around towards my side. Mick thought he was going to get a look at the plate, but then he turned away and he went towards the dumpster and he tossed something on the ground, whatever he'd been smoking. Then he walked around the corner of the building towards the pool. And at the same time, a car pulled in, a minivan with round headlights and a roof rack, the same car Mick had thought had been following us earlier. But they pulled into a spot in front of the side door. A man, a woman, and a teenager got out with their bags. Mick was full of paranoia. If they don't walk all the way around the front, if one of them stays back, we're leaving everything in the room and going home, he told me. And I said, the hell we are. The computer's in there, my tablet, our clothes. Like, I'll go get it, I said. No, I didn't get the message until after you went outside by yourself. They're not after me, they're after you. This is what he's telling me. Come on, we'll go together. Pack our stuff and get out of Pennsylvania. Okay, I said. We got to our room without incident. I immediately started packing up because we didn't have much. I changed out of my party dress. And then Mick said, 
If they're watching us and we leave right now, they'll get us easily. Let's get a few hours of sleep and leave first thing. More traffic to blend with. I think that's a good idea, I said. You drove all day yesterday. You had a lot to drink tonight. We could both use some sleep. But I'm glad you gave me some before we left. Oh, I promised you more tonight. I'm going to keep that promise, he said, standing in front of the door, holding his gun, listening for sounds in the hallway. And I laughed. How are you going to do that while you're watching the door, I asked. And he turned around. He threw his gun on the bed. He stripped off his clothes, hanging his jacket on the hanger. And he looked at the pins on it for a minute, studying them. And then he stalked completely naked back to the door and he listened again. He said, bring me my gun. And he whispered. And I complied, holding it like he taught me. And I handed it to him. He listened for another second and he waved me towards the bed. Get over there, he whispered, still listening for voices and noises. And then he turned back toward me and he looked at me. And I've never seen that look in his eyes before. And I've known him for 30 years, since we were both kids. He looked like a caged animal. It was very scary and very compelling at the same time. He put his gun down on the nightstand and he said, now I'm going to make love to you. It was a flat statement, but still compelling. And I bent over the bed. No, come up here, he said. How are you going to watch the door from there? I asked. You'll see. Come in, come up here and lay down. I crawled up the bed to him and I laid down. And it was like, it was the first time he'd ever done this. It was, it was very weird. Okay. Um, I'm skipping over a lot of this, by the way, because it's quite graphic. X-rated. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> People uh, can read it if they want. <laughs> yeah. So yes, at, at our Substack, um, which is uh, Archangels Among Us. Um, so he said to me, he said, I'll always protect you. That's why I'm here. And I said, I know. That's why you're still here to protect me and our children. And he said, they're not my children. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, of course they're your kids, I said. Our little one looks just like you. In whose eyes, he asked. In your eyes, in everyone's eyes, I said. In your eyes, he repeated. Have you never been with another man? He said it just like that, right? First, it was a very odd turn of phrase coming from him. And it was a very odd question because we've known each other our entire lives. So he... Like I was literally living with someone else when he stole me away and married me. Um, so I, it was a very odd question. And I said, not around the time I was getting pregnant. I couldn't lie to him. They're not my kids, he said again. And I looked at him and I knew it wasn't my husband in there. It was someone else. Who are you? I asked. I can't tell you that. If I reveal myself, it will bring death, famine, plague and war. He said, Aren't we already there, I asked. The world has been fucked for a while. It's not getting any better. Not yet, he said and frowned. Soon, but not yet. And he pulled me down to hold me and he buried my face in his neck. Is that why I haven't been able to call you by your real name all night? I asked. Yes, I am not he, he said. Where is my husband? I asked him. Dead, he said. <laughs> no, he's not, I said. I can still feel his energy. He died a long time ago, he said. No, he didn't. I brought him back and I'm keeping him with me. He's still here. He didn't die a long time ago. Our youngest son is proof of that. You need to listen more, he said. I listen all the time, I exclaimed. You need to listen more, he repeated. God has been trying to reach you, he said. I listen all the time. That's why I sit outside. You hear, but you don't listen. And he was right. Looking back, perspective, 
I, I, I didn't even know how to listen. I didn't even know what it meant to listen. So he said, know this, your children are not mine, but no matter what happens, this one will be mine. And he had his hands on my belly. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I forgot stop. all about that, actually, but I remember now. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, because I remember I was like, oh, fuck, I hope she doesn't find out she's pregnant. Uh, yeah. Well, and then he asked me, why are you shivering? I said, well, I'm a little cold. I'm a little freaked out. Okay. And I answered, why are you calm now? Uh, and he said, we're protected now. You have a guardian angel and God is all around us. I said, I know about my angel. That's why I've never been seriously injured in all my car accidents. I felt stalked all my life. You chose to be here, he said. I know. I know I chose to be here in this time and that I have a purpose, but I don't know what it is. You need to listen more and try harder. I got that a lot. I, I, I heard that so much for months. I need to listen more. I was really frustrated. So I went quiet for a minute while I calmed down. I want a daughter, I said. You can't have one. You're to have the son of man. No, I said, I'm way too old. That's what Mary said, he responded. I don't want that for my boys. They shouldn't have to go through that. They chose to be here too in this time for their own purpose. You need to listen more. You don't believe, he said. And I knew he was right because our boys have special gifts and a special relationship with God. But I still feel driven to protect them. I shouldn't have cut my hair, I said. Yes, you should have. And I asked him, do you know about the chime, the 130 and the Kara? I had learned all of these things from research into the Vril, but I knew Mick knew nothing about them. He said, of course I do. Mm. And he was angry all of a sudden and before he was calm. He said, what do you know about them? And uh, I told him I've been in contact with the 130. Do you want me to call him? And I asked him, throwing anger back at him. Uh, I said, he might be menacing, but I have no fear of him. He would lay down his life for me. I've always known that. Yes, call him, he said. Well, I've got his phone number, but I've never spoken with him. I've only emailed and it's, it's pretty late. And so he let it go. I'm getting messages from God and Jesus, he said. Text messages? What service do they use? Verizon? AT&T? <laughs> Horizon, he said. And I started cracking up because it was really funny. <laughs> is, this, is this because of maria i asked him and i was still stuck on the vril because i had recently discovered that my ancestor is maria orsic who i look just alike and i don't believe in coincidence and he said that's not the bloodline i'm here to protect i'm catholic i protect the blood of saint Clair." and i said i know i'm descended from jesus and mary you don't understand what that means he said um the dragon i asked because I didn't remember my revelations. And I knew I wasn't the dragon, but I didn't want to accept what he was telling me. No, he yelled, you fight the dragon. You have 10 years from today, September 4th. Then he walked back over the door and he stood in front of the Mary and he looked at himself. And I looked too, because he has a very excellent ass. <laughs> and he said, few women marry a true warrior. Wow. Yes, I do. <laughs> Yes, He's like, it is a very excellent, thank you. <laughs> he, said, he said, you can't see my wings, but they're there. All right. Oh, um, I got to put some clothes on, but he grabbed them out of my hands. And he threw them across the room, dragged them back onto the bed. And we're both sitting up. My legs were straddling his waist. 
And he grabbed my head in his hands and he kissed my head, my forehead. And he said, I loved you, but he loves you. And I knew he was talking about Nick. I knew you before this time, I said. It wasn't a question. Yes. When, uh, let's see. And then he said, what is this body? <laughs> we're, we're going to race, erase, erase. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Um, you can't talk about that. Can't say uh, that. He said, uh, he said, I have more control of his body. He said he can't feel his right leg. He's really fucked up. I said, I know. He's been that way a long time. I told you I've kept him here. He said his purpose is not yet fulfilled. Trust him. He'll protect you. I can't stay here. Actually, he said, I cannot stay here. Very precise language. No, no contractions, no slang, almost very proper English. Not him. You, you know it's not me. There's no fucking way that's me. He doesn't even know how to speak proper English without no. Anyway, so then he closed his eyes and all of a sudden his right arm jerked above his head hard, like pulled him onto his side. It was like something was pulling out of him. And then Mick rolled back over and he wasn't breathing. So I started massaging his chest and smacking his face and telling him, come back to me. And Mick opened his eyes and he looked at me and I'm naked. I'm straddling him. There's no recognition. And his eyes went wide and scared. And he was like, who the fuck are you? Get the fuck off of me. And I told him, I'm your wife. I said, calm down, babe, come back to me. And then he passed out again and he stopped breathing. And I started massaging his chest again and, and like started a basic CPR. And I said, come back to me. And his eyes opened again and he recognized me this time. And I asked him, do you know who I am? And he said, yeah, it took him a minute. He said, my name. I said, good. Do you know where we are? And he looked around the hotel room. He said, we're in DC. I just dropped off a prisoner. So we had taken a trip to DC before we got married. So I knew when he thought we were. It was like 17 years prior. What? And I said, no, babe, we're in Pennsylvania. We drove up for my friend's wedding. And he was blank. I said, it's 2021. We've been married for 17 years. We have two kids. We do a podcast together where we rail at the government. Biden is pretending to be president. <laughs> he said, who? I said, Joe Biden. Trump was president before him. That was the shit. He said, who? Puppet. I said, Donald Trump. Then he closed his eyes and he stopped breathing again. So back to bringing him back. Um, chest massage, cheek slapping. And finally I yelled at him, come back to me. And his eyes opened and he said, why am I back? And it wasn't Mick. I said, I don't know. Where's my husband? He said, he's over there. Kind of looked up and I said, bring him back. All of him in this time. And he said, his hand is the key. And he closed his eyes and I grabbed his hand just like this. And Mick came up and he, he drew like a, a jerking deep breath. And now this is how I always get him back. Whenever things like this happen, I, I have to hold his hand and press the inside of his palm. I haven't had to do it for a long time. Now there's a lot more control on both sides. So he comes and goes as he pleases pretty much. Yeah. Basically a <laughs> yeah, whore now. Yeah. So it's not really a you don't pass deal. out anymore. Don't you don't know nothing. So I um, make any money. I, but there's, like, more, there's more lube. So. I don't even get paid. <laughs> Very. I think he spits on his hand. Good lord. So I asked him. I said, "All right." Um, so I asked Mick. I said, "You're back." I said, "What's the last thing you remember?" And he said, "Dancing." No, talking to Brian's on the patio. He said, "How did you get here?" Mm -hmm. <laughs> Told him it's a very long story. And then his eyes closed, and he stopped breathing again. And I grabbed his hand right away, and he came right back with another deep breath. And I said, "Hey, 
And he said, what happened? Uh, and then he said, do you think you can move? You're kind of crushing my junk. <laughs> and he was back. <laughs> so I started telling him the story and I got to the part about the wedding uh, and the warning. And he said, let's check my phone. But there were no messages on his phone. O- only the text from me asking him like where he was when we were leaving. And then I, I kept talking, telling him the story and I asked him about the chime and the one three zero. And he was like, what the fuck is that? Um, and, and then I told him all of it, the rest of it. And he was like, you know, you're batshit crazy, right? I said, yeah, but you know, I couldn't make this up. I couldn't even lie to you. It's not even physically possible. And then, you know, he's like, were you dreaming? No, I wasn't dreaming. Were you drunk? No, I wasn't drunk. Were you high? No, I wasn't high. This is before he started smoking. So he says to me, so you're telling me that I was possessed by the angel Gabriel and that you're the next Mary and that you're going to bear the son of man and fight the dragon. And I said, yeah, that about sums it up. But I think it was Michael. And he said, why Michael? And I said, because I couldn't call you by your real name, but I could call you Mick. And that's close to Michael. And he said, no, that's it wasn't Michael. Um, He said, it sounds like I missed a good time. Let's get some sleep. We'll talk about it on the ride home tomorrow. So it turns out it was Mick was right. It was Gabriel that visited me the first night. Um, I met Michael much later. Another part of the story. So, um, yeah. So that was the first time we met Gabriel. I did get pregnant. Uh, I made it to about 20 weeks and then the baby disappeared, disappeared. I didn't miscarry cause I've miscarried before. I know what that feels like. Um, the doctor said it's, uh, it's, um, it's called disappearing baby syndrome. They said sometimes a mother will reabsorb the fetus. What? At 20 weeks. What? I ate this baby at 20 weeks. No, that's, that doesn't fuck it. It's a baby just disappeared. That's I, a real thing. I've yeah. never heard of that ever. It usually happens in the first. Yeah, I, I would assume super early, early on. Yeah. Twenty weeks is yeah. five months. That's a fully formed. That's that almost could a baby. Full, yes. almost a yes. full fetus. Yeah. Almost a full. I fetus. could feel it moving, and it was um, gone just and, like that. Yeah, she didn't. It was even, gone. I didn't. She even, gained I, a little bit of weight, yep, but then, then she almost immediately lost it. Yep, gone. Wow, just like that. Wild. Just like that. Yeah. Did you know the gender? No, 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 no. I like I. I literally went in for like I. We, we it was really at the same fucking time. weird because like, she's like, you know, it, it's been 11 weeks now. And I looked at her, I said, what? She's like, I haven't had, you know, Miss Flo visit in 11 weeks. Right. I was like, yeah, there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. You ain't gone through the change. We need to go <laughs> get you checked out. Right. Yeah. And uh, she goes to get checked out. She gets tested and yep. Yeah, I had a positive pregnancy and test. this is the first time that she ever got a positive I, right off the first I shot. I never had a positive pregnancy test. Never. Never. I've, I've been pregnant now five times. I've never had a positive pregnancy test. Did you question menopause um, no, more than pregnancy? Huh? Did you like start questioning menopause as, as an actual, like early menopause as an option more than pregnancy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably what I would have no, thought I mean, too, right? Thought, yeah. There's, there's, there. It, it's not, un, let me just put it this way to you. It is not uncommon in her family. That is why I was very skeptical at first. Actually, but I said, you need to go get checked we out. Questioned because, it more because I generally get my period the first three to four months that I'm pregnant. 
Mm. I still get yeah spotting and stuff. I, oh no 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 oh, no like a full period. Oh yeah. Period. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's it's almost it's so hard for me to tell that I'm pregnant because I I still get my period and I don't pass a like. Pop so this was like super pass. unusual for you. So it was total. It was completely unusual. So like wow. for me to go in and have a positive pregnancy test and not get my period it was like traditional pregnancy that's not me and they actually did the fetal sonogram too yeah oh yeah so yeah, because yeah. They you saw the baby well, no, you could hear it you could hear it you yeah. can't see it but okay. yeah, the, the fetal sonogram is just a heartbeat but the thing is is that's required because the last time that she was in she had a c-section so yeah. it's part of the military doctor plan that like hey look initially right off the bat we have to get a fetal signature yeah we have to know that there's a kid that you're there. actually pregnant yep. but then then we moved and we moved in our south and we changed regions like we couldn't you know because the way the military is is you have to be within um uh you have to be within a 30 minute drive um of the closest military of the closest hospital. like military okay. hospital, right so, care providers exactly um and my doctor's like you've done this plenty of times before like don't worry about it you're good you're fine just you know go down there and set up a new care well this is also during covid so um they're like all right well you know we're gonna immediately put you into the high risk prenatal care because we you know we've you've had that happen the last time so you have to go to the hospital and they can't get you in for yet, you know, yada, yada, yada. And blah. blah, blah. okay. So finally they're like, just basically call us if something's wrong. And other than that, we'll see you, you know, we'll see you at four months for, you know, 16 weeks for a, a level two or for the ultrasound. And we'll find out what it is. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then 28 weeks for a Rogam shot because I'm RH negative and he was RH positive. I say was because he's no longer RH positive. His, his blood spontaneously changed from A positive to B negative. And then so. All right. But anyway, um, but back up on that. So. Right. So I go. So we changed providers. Right. And then like I stopped feeling the baby move and I, I stopped gaining weight. In fact, I started losing weight. And I was like, all right, there's something wrong. So I go in to, you know, that my new doctor and first thing they do is, is a blood test. And they're like, are you, are you sure you were pregnant? Yeah, I'm fucking sure I was pregnant. And they tell me, I'm, my I'm like, I have I'm like, fetal sonogram seriously, done. I'm like, have a heartbeat pull, and everything. like, pull my records from Hunter and look at it here. And so they have to go through this rigmarole and they have to like request it via yada, yada. And it has to be brought down by messenger because all of their systems are down and they can't actually see anything. So everything's being done on paper and driven around town. And so whatever. So they bring this in. I'm like, I'm pulling it up on my email, like on the, on, you know, TRICARE online. I'm like, look, you can see it right here. Yeah. And, um, and he's like, well, you're, you're not pregnant. Are you sure you didn't miscarry? Like, I'm fucking sure I didn't miscarry. Like, I've miscarried, yeah, <laughs> like I've miscarried twice before. Like I've miscarried at I miscarried at 13 weeks. I miscarried at 16 weeks. Like I know what it is to miscarry. I did not miscarry a 20 week fetus. Like, no, yeah. he's like, well, it, you know, for lack of any other explanation, it must be disappearing baby syndrome. He's like, maybe you weren't as far along as you thought and your body reabsorbed it. I'm like, no, I know exactly the day I got pregnant. Yeah, like, you're like, I know what day that was. Exactly the day I got pregnant. September 4th. <laughs> so, but in that blood test, he actually had me come, he had me come back and do it again. First off, because I had a, a previous positive blood test and sonogram and all that. He's like, let's run it again. Maybe they mixed it up. He goes, besides, this isn't even the right blood type. This can't be you. 
Real, real quick, was mean? this in 2022? Uh, yes. Okay, I'm just trying to... Not, not, not early not in 2022. Well, so I got pregnant. No, hold on. I got not pregnant only that, actually but... September 4th of 2021. Okay. All right. So I, we moved in December. This is January beginning of February 22. Yeah. Okay. They, okay. She, she came back. She goes, hey, you got to come with me to this doctor's appointment. Said why? They said something's fucked up with my blood. I was like, "What are you talking yeah. about?" So we go back in, and they draw my blood too. So the because the first thing they do when they do these when they do a pregnancy test like this is they type and cross you, right? That's how they make sure it's you from previous type and cross, mm-hmm. um, and especially because I'm Rh negative, um, so I have to have all kinds of different care, and um, you know, they they take pay very close attention. Um, to RH negatives. So they're like, no, this can't be you because the, the blood type's wrong. I said, what do you mean the blood type's wrong? They're like, no, this this shows us B negative. You're AB negative. I'm like, yeah, I've always been AB negative. So they pulled my blood right there and they typed and crossed it there rather than sending it out to Fort Stewart. And they came back, no, you're B negative. Well, it must have been the wrong blood the last time. No, it wasn't. I've had two children. I've had my blood typed and crossed plenty of times in my life. I've always been AB negative. Now all of a sudden I'm B negative. Okay. So I'm like, do me a favor. Can you just do him too? The doctor's like, what do you, I'm like, maybe, maybe it's some kind of environmental effect. Like who knows? Just do him too. Cause he's a positive. Yeah, no, he's now B negative as well. What the heck? No transfusions, no. Well, none since. Not since the last time I was typed in class, um, or you either. No, none since. I haven't had a blood transfusion since the neck, so mm-hmm. that would have been 2015. Yeah. 2014. Yeah. Do you guys, like, attribute that to the this? Yes. No, absolutely. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Uh, I don't think there's anything yeah. else to explain it. How yeah. else does your blood type just change? Right. Like, literally, I looked it up. I've researched it. There are... The only way your blood type changes is if you get a massive infusion and your body somehow all of a sudden says, okay, normally it's automatic rejection. Normally you die if you get the wrong type of blood Yep. because your marrow, which creates all of your antibodies, all of your platelets and everything else comes out of your bone marrow that's created from your bone marrow no longer has anything to chew on or nothing to make it harder. And it becomes very brittle and normally it breaks. And normally when that breaks, you're fucked and you're going to die. They normally call that a cancer. Um, It's funny. It looks more like parasites. But anyway, whatever. Uh, Long story short. Mm -hmm. You just, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen. You, it's very few people who can, I guess. I've only actually heard it. Transgress blood types. to one other person. And, um, and that was Lindsay Sharman from uh, Rogueways. And oh. um, she also has a lot of uh, angelic interaction and her blood spontaneously changed right around the same time to also to be negative. Interesting. Mm-hmm. With an RH factor yeah. of negative. Yeah, negative, as negative. Well. Yeah. And, and you're, so now are you both RH negative now? Yep. yep. I was when RH was, positive originally. Nick wasn't before. Correct. Yep. Correct. Mm. Yeah, so it's very weird. So then the second time Gabriel came to me was the following weekend. Okay. Okay. And um, 
after all sorts of questions, apparently. The following um, weekend after you after lost the, the first baby. Time. No, no, no. After the very first oh, time. Oh, after the first. So okay. back in very September. September. Yep. Okay. Um, and, uh, and I was pissed. Like, I was really mad at him. I was really mad at him. Uh, so, and I didn't, like, first, I kind of thought Mick was fucking with me. Like, I kind of thought, like, like thinking about it, like for a week, I was like, this can't even be real. Like, I really thought Mick was fucking with me. Um, or like some fucking, I don't know, MK Ultra shit was controlling him or some shit. Like, someone was fucking with me and I did She's not like it. Stalking. Some super soldier shit happening, programming yes. going off. You're like, what the I mean, fuck? he'd had brain surgery <laughs> in a military hospital, so it was certainly a possibility. You never know. God. You know? I don't so, even think it all sorts of crazy shit. So I was like, all right, seriously, like you're fucking, like you're fucking with me. Like you're, I was, I got really, I was really pissed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so he proved it to me. How did he prove it to me? Well, first he, he made, now I don't give a shit. Like you can do anything to me and it doesn't prove shit to me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but he made Mick feel see and feel the pain of the stigmata so we were driving home from a friend's house and mick was like absolutely insistent that his hands were bleeding and they hurt they were bleeding okay and i was like okay that's like fucked up um because gabriel came to came through on this drive home and the kids were in the car with us. And I was like, no, I'm not talking to you right now. And I started playing music. Actually, I struggle Jennings. God, we need you now. Mm-hmm. Um, at the top, like full volume, singing at the top of my lungs. Um, refused to talk to him <laughs> until we got home. And then uh, I sent the kids inside. And, um, and, and like, and then he's like, he looks at me and he's like, my, why are my hands bleeding? My hands are bleeding. I was like, your hands aren't bleeding. He's like, no, my hands are bleeding. And we go, I bring him inside. We go inside and he lays down on the bed and he could not feel his right foot from the brain surgery, but he put his feet in such a way that he put his right foot over his left foot and he pointed his toes. He'd not been able to point the toes on that foot for 15 years like he was doing things with his feet that were not physically possible for him to do with the foot he couldn't feel and again he's insistent now that his feet are bleeding and that he can you know that like his feet hurt and his feet are bleeding um and uh yeah anyway and that freaked me the fuck out completely freaked me out yeah but i started to realize that this that like this was more than this was more than I could comprehend. Okay. This was bigger than me. This wasn't him fucking with me. This wasn't, you know, some geek up at fucking Fort Detrick fucking with me. Like this wasn't any of that. Right. This was something bigger. Yeah. Okay. And I'd kind of been primed a little bit for something bigger without realizing it. I'd been woken up. Um, about a year before in 2020 by the sound of a bell. It was the most pure bell, like almost like a gong. It was the the purest sound I'd ever heard. And he was a firefighter. He was gone from the house. um, And uh, the kids were sound asleep. It was like three o'clock in the morning. And I woke up to this bell in my head 
And it was the most beautiful sound I'd ever heard. I went and like looked out my window, like what the fuck is going on? You know, but it was amazing. And then a couple of weeks later, I woke up to, again, he was gone. I woke up to someone saying my name, but my true name, not the name that everyone calls me. Right. You don't know your true name until usually until you're told. Um, and you should never tell it to anyone else, but I woke up to that. So I already, I was already kind of primed and then, you know, they say that about your holy guardian angel on magic. When you, when they, when you get the name, you're not supposed to tell anybody either. Oh, you don't tell anyone. No. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so I was already kind of primed, but I realized so that wait this a was minute. bigger. Wait a minute. Time out. You both need to shut the fuck up right now. Hmm. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Huh? <laughs> well, you figured that one out. No, no, no. What am I supposed to do? Is this really my guardian angel? Is this who I'm going to be saying? Oh, yeah. This is, hi, hi there, guys. I, I'm not allowed to tell you his name, but kind of know his name, don't you? Yo, shit. Yeah, by the way, when he comes back, it's not pretty. No, no, no. Your true name. Your true no, 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 no. I, I'm saying you're not supposed to talk about your guardian angel, your true guardian angel. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Oh, no shit. Uh, I'm well, fucking true. screwed. Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, you are already screwed, so it doesn't really matter. Literally and physically. Okay. So then the third time. Metaphysically too, apparently. Metaphysically too. So then the third time he came, again, the following weekend, mm -hmm. and we got out with friends, and um, we were on our way home. The kids were not in the car because actually our kids were with our friend's kids, um, and our friends had stayed out longer, so our teenager was babysitting all of them. And uh, so we're driving home, and... As just as we pull in the driveway, um, Gabriel comes through again. At this point, I still don't even know it's Gabriel. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and I, I started asking him questions and he was like, this isn't how it works. And I was like, okay. So I go to get out, of the, I get out of the car and I go around to open his door because he can't seem to move, right? Like he can't, he's not moving. He's just sitting in the car. Like he's not opening the door. Like he's not getting out like he normally would. So I'm, I'm going to get him out of the car. Um, and as I do, I, like I go around and he can't move. And so I go to get back in the car and I pull my phone out and I hit the record button on the voice recording. Okay. And he, I'm outside of the car, so he doesn't see me. And then we get back in the, I get back in the car and I put my phone down on the center console facing down so he can't see it's recording. And, um, and this is what I got. I hope you strap yourself in. Yeah. So this is Mick speaking as Gabriel. Well, you tell me yeah. it's me speaking. I mean, you, now you, you know, now you know me, you've, you came we've on talked, our show, you talked to, on our for, show. for a couple hours. Yeah. You tell me if this sounds like you, me you or know not. Did you see him talking when this is going on? Right. Oh, yeah. It's right in front yeah. of him. Yeah, His yeah. mouth was moving. I remember yeah, when I first heard okay. it because of, you know, knowing Mick, I thought it was kind of creepy actually. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, yeah, this, this, this isn't him. Like, wait a minute. He's like so zen. He's so calm. I'm strapping myself in. All right, so go ahead. Play this. Let me mute us so we can hear it very well. Will they still hear it? Yes, yes. I'm not going to mute us on the stream here. Okay. Okay. So tell me how it works. Thank you. 
info control a while ago. It's gone now. You didn't listen. I told you to listen. You didn't hear. You heard what you wanted to hear. You believe for all of a day. Belief for a day is not for all of that of a lifetime. Are there any questions before I leave now? There's a ton of questions. I'm sure there is, and there's none I can answer for you. Well, then why ask the question if you can't actually answer them? Because the question has to be asked. <laughs> that seems kind of pointless. That's for your lack of belief. Oh, I believe. Oh, I believe too. I believe you believe something that does not exist. What do you think I believe that doesn't exist? Me? God? God Things doesn't exist? beyond your control? I believe you believe that. I think you proved it to me pretty well last week. Mm. 40 days and 40 nights. Just remember what that means. Just remember... I'm not bullshitting you. He's in tons of pain. He feels everything. I fucking feel everything. And I'm tired of feeling everything. I don't want to come back to him. He's been chosen for a reason. You've been chosen for a reason. It's up to you now to figure out what that reason is. I can only tell you so much. What am I supposed to do? Believe. Have faith. Believe in something you can't see, touch, smell, or hear. But believe, he can. Not only he can, but the ability for him to understand even what is coming out of my mouth right now is a sign that he's more than what he seems. Well, yeah, that's true. However... Did you heal him from the death? I cannot carry on in the body I'm in. Not without hurting him severely. And I'm not allowed to do that. Therefore, there's only so many times I can come back in this form. Everything from this point on will be something you've never seen before. I cannot come back to him. I come back to him again, he dies. Your call. No, no, don't, don't then. I definitely don't want him to die. Right now, I can't move anything of him past his neck. Because he's no longer accepting. So he's begun to doubt. He didn't doubt before. So what have you done to change his mind? I told him the truth and it scared him. You told him the truth about what? About you. About what you don't understand. I told him exactly what you happened the entire time. You told experience. him something you will never, ever, ever begin to even fathom. Something the Lord above hasn't even told you yet because you have failed to listen. How do I listen? Open your ears. It's all around you. You just have to listen. It's in everything you see, do, and touch. But you have to listen. You have to have faith. Faith in something more than you. Faith in something that doesn't even apply to you. All mankind is part of this. 
and is at the end of this. However, if you don't believe, all of mankind is doomed. You're putting the fate of humanity on my shoulders? On my ability to believe? He is. You think Mary had it any easier? He works in mysterious ways. I thought the truth. However, however mysterious to you, however mysterious to me, he also has faith in mankind. But apparently that faith is waning. We done pissed him off. You've done something. And there ain't a soul that's going to believe you. Of course they're not going to believe me. They didn't believe Mary either. Well, if you believe in that story, what's so hard about what I'm telling you? Again, I told you I believe you. You proved it to me last week. I question everything. I need evidence, you're but you freaking hit me over the head with it. You're still questioning. Well, today was... He knows. He knows better than anybody else. You might want to think twice. He knows. Stop questioning. Why question something you know it's going to happen? I can't think of one reason. Oh, then again, I've seen more things you will ever see. Is the shot cutting people off? I don't have much more time. Are those really the questions you want to ask me? If I have no control over what's going to happen, what's the, you told me you can't answer any questions about what's going to happen or what I'm supposed to do. Or I have to figure it out really for myself. Are the questions you want to ask ah. me? Mankind's had so many more questions. <sighs> are we the only ones out here? Are we the only ones? Did you create everything? I already know the answer to that question. Really? He did create everything. For someone who doesn't believe as much as you do, I find that hard to believe. I know we're all connected. I'm connected to him through that connection. Yeah, but you don't believe that. I do believe that. Not in him either. Is the earth flat? As I said, your faith is misplaced. Place your faith where it belongs. Yeah, that's some shit I would ask. Listen to what's being told to you. You are the acceptor of all the truths of everything that mankind needs to know. You will tell everyone. That's up to you, though. It's not up to him. What am I supposed to tell them? What you know is true.
Is it going to be the end or is it the beginning of something new? Is that a question you really want to know? <laughs> well, at least I'm getting somewhere. Yeah, it is a question I really want to know. It's not an answer I'm willing to give you. Well, that kind of tells me the answer then. Ten years. From, from a week ago. Fourth, two weeks ago. Your perception of time is messed up. You'll have that when you jump into just some human. He's more than just some human and you know it. Well, yeah, because no human can hear me without their heads exploding and their chests imploding. What's your name? Gabriel. You know my name. You know my name since the first day I was here. I thought you were Michael. <laughs> Not a big fan, are you? <laughs> I'm trying to stop Michael. What is Michael trying to do? What do you think Michael's doing? What is Michael known for? War, plague, death, destruction. So one more time. What do you think I'm trying to stop? What do I do? What have I told you? Listen. It's all around you. He will tell you what to do. Only the unfaithful don't hear him. Obviously, the person I'm in right now hears him. Because if he didn't hear him, we would not be having this conversation right now. Because his head would have exploded and his chest would have imploded. Because that kind of happens when you talk to an angel. It's one of those things. So I've heard. Although there's not much written about it because uh, y'all don't come to visit very often. No, but normally when we do, we're trying to ward off something really bad. Everyone's going to die. Well, it's up to mankind. Not everyone, but... Again, that's up to mankind. I don't have much time left. What do you have left to tell me? What questions? So yeah, that's pretty much the end of that. <laughs> Yo, that's far out. Yeah. So. Told you. Was, okay, wait. Sorry, one question. Go Mick, ahead. When when that happens to you, do you have any recollection of it after the fact? I, absolutely not. No. Okay. Didn't At that point, no. Mm-hmm. None. I thought we were still doing the same thing we were doing before it happened. <laughs> right. You're like, and I'm back. <laughs> you literally like, wait, how did no, no, we no, get home? How did we get home? Wow. Like, what like the, we were in the car. How do we get like, home? Like, all of a sudden, I'm in my bed, you know, half naked and underneath the covers. <laughs> how do we get wild. home? That's wild. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry. No, no, you're no, good. No, you're good. That's, that's a legit question. I mean, I know I had 
none. Um, now there's well, Some, you sometimes continue. you're allowed. You continue. Okay. Because you you you're able to tell the story better than I am because I don't remember half of it. Do so. you have other questions before I go on? Um, I have some, but continue. Go ahead. No, go go ahead. ahead. I saw you writing things down, so go ahead. Sometimes when things just like pop into my head, I'll just like make a note or whatever. But um, I'm trying to think of how many times you write down. What are they fucking nuts? No, no, just no, 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 no. I'm asking for a friend. Don't worry about it. Asking for a friend. No, not at all. Just uh, actually, when you guys were talking about the um the blood change, yeah, stuff, I wrote that. I wrote down about that because um. I was curious if the blood type would be the same as what's occurred in like Eucharistic miracles. So like, you know, actually I haven't done any research into that. And that is a very interesting I had question, just though. read about like the first one I first one I just heard about was uh, the lady down. Uh, it's not just the Eucharistic miracles. It's also other people that have gone through uh, the stigmata. Yeah. Okay. That's that's uh, that's the one that I've been hooked into right now. Yeah. Because she said that, and she said that I had gone through that myself. Um, so I st- initially, when I started doing the research, I did the research for people who had suffered, you know, the stigma yeah. or a variation thereof. And right. because, as I found out, there are more than um, apparently there are more than one variation or so of the mm-hmm. stigmata apparently there's several different ones some people and i i think it's based on personal belief but some people have um have uh bleeding in the palms of their hands some in their wrists mm-hmm. uh, some end up with permanent scars some end up with permanent holes um uh, same thing with the feet some some stigmata present in the top of the feet some through the ankles mm-hmm. um and uh, I'm yeah. just saying that I, that's the first place I looked because there have been a number of those people that have been affected, especially those with the um, bloodier versions of the yeah. stigmata, uh, which uh, showed all of Christ's wounds, which is really, really bad. And if you've never seen that, I beg of you to go look it up online. There are pictures. There's pictures of everything mm-hmm. on the Internet. You can get everything on the Internet. Um, fuck use your time instead of looking at porn go to this site and just <laughs> go look for pictures of people who have fought, suffered all of christ's wounds from the stigmata it is really gory it's wild um their back pretty much splits open um he was whipped so many times that it was pretty much one gigantic wound that had been torn flesh um and it's really bad because that's how bad their skin bleeds and tears up and falls off um for no reason mind you um they're not being whipped and uh, their skin is doing this to them um they're the ones that have the wounds in the hands uh it's almost a clear wound straight through hole you can see straight through and it stays that way it mm-hmm. never goes back to, it never goes back they do everything they can to heal it nothing nothing ever takes skin grafts nothing never takes the the wound is constantly exposed same in the wrist um same with the feet and the ankles <laughs> The jab on the side is the one that normally kills them because when he got stabbed in the ribs, everything flowed. That's the one that normally ends it for most. Now there are like eight that survived that. Um, Two of them were later cantonized as saints. And both of those guys, their blood types changed after the stab to the ribs. Do you know what type it changed to? 
uh, as far as I know, it went from a positive to a negative. They don't know. They didn't say a specific type. They just said it went from positive to negative. So I find that very interesting. Okay. So I just uh, was Googling it real quick while you guys were chatting. Um, just from what I've heard with like Eucharistic miracles, I haven't looked that deeply into stigmata, so I don't know, but that's really interesting what you shared. Um, so sometimes when they test, uh, the host after it comes to flesh, so it goes from like the little circle of bread mm-hmm. to actual, like it's always heart muscle, always, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, heart muscle that shows trauma, extreme trauma. Um, and then it always is AB, I think AB positive, whatever is the most universal uh, universal plasma, yeah. Universal donor is O negative. O negative, yeah. It says here AB positive blood oh, type is know. known as universal yes. plasma donor. Universal uh, plasma, plasma donor. yes, yes. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know about the RH factor in those miracles, but well, if it's AB the- positive, then it's then that it's positive about RH factor. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, well, and not, not necessarily because you can be positive with RH negative alleles. So you have a number of, um, like uh, different, different blood cells, right. To determine the RH factor, they only test one, but there's actually uh, numerous of them. So truly RH negative people have, in fact, it's called um, golden blood or null, yeah. uh, have all negative factors. There's only less than a dozen of those people in the entire world. Oh, wow. Um, most RH negatives have like 50-50. Um, they're half negative, half positive. Okay. Um, so I'm not a null, but I'm more negative than positive interesting Uh, yeah no i was just curious about that like that doesn't mean anything i don't know like i just thought oh it'd be interesting if like christ's blood type was the same as what happened to you guys but that doesn't necessarily mean you know maybe that uh you know different angels have different blood types or christ's blood is like separate from everybody else's like who knows well so what i've been told is that vessels which is what mick is okay Mm -hmm. a vessel is someone that is acceptable for an archangel to inhabit yeah i don't like mm-hmm. to say possess because it's not really possession inhabits a, a good word well, the way he calls it so. okay um but there's something it's a polite way of saying it <laughs> there's something on the blood yeah. that that makes them acceptable for mm-hmm. that there's something about the blood that makes that them acceptable mm-hmm. um they don't like to inhabit women well, they fight more. You know, if you think about the body in itself, I think it's a vessel just regardless. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. I, I mean, I've been described as a giant meat sack. I mean, well, that's all it is until a soul gets thrown into it or electricity. That's all yeah. it is, is a vessel. Yes. Normally, so, normally, when I used to shoot people with high-velocity ammunition, you know, yeah, normally they were a meat sack right up into that point. Right. And then they were a dead meat sack. So it was just worked out that way. Okay. Um fuck around find out that's the way i live one of the questions i asked him in there was if the jab was cutting people off from god and and i followed that quite significantly and Mm -hmm. i've i've come to understand that yes 
Absolutely. Um, initially, the first jab detaches your connection to God, your your soul, as it were, uh, kind of the way um, serious trauma does or um, like SRA, satanic ritual abuse can do. Um, but the first jab detaches you from from God, detaches your soul for 40 days. Oh, as so you're saying 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days. Okay. Oh, the second jab will detach you for another 40, day, 40 days. But after the second jab, it's kind of up to you if you stay detached or you seek again, right? Mm -hmm. You can go back. The third jab is kind of the, the, that's it. That's why so many people are dying after the third jab because they've completely severed their connection to God. And at the same time, so they no longer have the physical protection, mm -hmm. you know, I mean that, that connection to God gives you both a physical as well as a spiritual and mental protection. Yeah. And when you lose that, look around and see what happens. Cause right. that's where we're at now. Okay. In your opinion, the jab, severs the connection to God, but does it also likewise make it more easy for negative entities to yes. enter you or influence yes. you? Let's, let's put That's it what I think. Okay, so first yes. of all, it can reconnect you to stand by, stand the by. opposite Hold of on. the source. All right, go ahead. So before we get any further here, let's get back into this really quick because there's some things that you all have to understand. And when I explain this other part, I, I think it'll shine light on exactly what you're talking about right now. You want me to back up and keep going with the story? Yeah, because like okay. part of yeah, this is. All right. Well, we'll get to your part, your part. So um, <laughs> because my, because my 40 days weren't up yet. So when he told me 40 days, mm -hmm. he said, remember 40 days and 40 nights. And I didn't honestly know what that meant. Right. Um, but it meant that he, he was coming to visit me for 40 days and that I had 40 days to find my faith. And I didn't understand that there was a time limit. Okay. Um, and when he was talking to me, like, and I was, I mean, I was arguing with him he heard me. I was arguing with him. Like I listen, you know, I have faith. I believe I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't even know what faith was like. I'd, I, I really, everything that he told me he was a hundred percent right and i wasn't even at the point where i could recognize that then um and then a number of things happened so we went to uh we went to oklahoma actually we went to tulsa um we went out to that clay clark's place um and he's a complete cook cook I, actually, I I think he has a demonic attachment. I oh, really sure. do. Um, and uh, I think that's why Stella stopped going to his events because I think she's seen it present. Mm -hmm. She's really good at that. Anyway, Doctor Stella Manuel, she's amazing. Okay, I had some time with her a few weeks ago. Anyway, oh, um, but uh, on our way back from Tulsa, we were going through. We're on the on the plane, and uh, we're going through this book that we had gotten there and it was, I mean, literally we're like in the middle, he's reading it and we're in the middle of it. And all of a sudden he leans his head back and he closes his eyes and then he comes back and it's Gabriel. And he looks at me and he said, where are we? 
And I said, we're on a plane. And he said, what's that? I said, it's a tin can in the air with wings. And then I said, how are you here? I thought if you were, if you came back again, he would die. So how are you here? Right. And he said, well, that makes sense. You're a lot closer to me here. Because we're up in the sky in a plane, right? Oh, he goes, yeah, he goes, and he's accepting again now. What did you do? I said, well, I let I let you tell him the truth this time. Now, he had no idea what a recording was, what a phone was, or, you know, anything like that. And, um, and I said, I, I recorded the last time that you came and I let him listen to it. Now, mind you, the first three or four times that Mick listened to it, he physically couldn't hear it. All he heard was static. Like we're in our living room, listen, I'm like trying to play it for him. And all he could hear was static. He could hear me talking, but he couldn't hear Gabriel or as himself talking. And you and could hear the full conversation? I could hear the full conversation. And our kid walked through the living room and I was like, what do you hear? And he was like, I hear you. And I hear uh, dad, not dad. And, but he couldn't hear it. And I think it was, we actually, I think I had to play it. I played it on air. I played it through like through the podcast. And that was the first time he was able to hear it, but well, listening to it directly, he couldn't hear it. So anyway, so I was like, I, uh, I said, I, I recorded our, our last conversation and I played it for him. So he doesn't think I'm crazy anymore. <laughs> And, uh, I thought she was legitimately nuts. Thought, I really did. I fucking thought shit. she was absolutely over the moon. I was like, oh, great. Um, I'm going to have to take care of this for the rest of my life. <laughs> Nothing but Prozac, Xanax, and a whole lot of fucking weed. Maybe even some acid in there. I'm going to get all sorts of drugs out of this. I can't wait. This is going to be all sorts of fun. <laughs> She's a fucking raging lunatic. Yeah, no. And then it's um, real. I'm like, fuck. Fuck, now you're Damn. a raging lunatic. No, I'm the fucking lunatic. <laughs> so we're on the plane. So we're on the plane and like, and we're having, we're, we're having this and conversation around us. I'm 100% I have convinced. No idea. I think we're absolutely fucking psychos. So, I mean, I'm, I'm having this conversation with him and he's like, how, how, you know, I told him, I was like, I recorded our last conversation. He said, what do you, what do you mean? What is, what is that? I said, well, um, see this, this thing right here. Well, it's got this thing, this function where it can kind of take an, audio picture of everything that we say and then I can play it back at my convenience um anyway since that point every time Gabriel's come back he makes me put my usually he makes he makes me turn my phone off or he takes it away from me and he like puts it away he like puts it somewhere else oh, wow he's like do not record me no because I tried to do it again and it, it no he caught me and he was like no um and since then now he's proactive and he makes me like for the first few times after he caught me um he uh because I, I tried to record him again on that plane as i was showing him you know what it was like i tried to sneak it and hit record and um no he caught on really quick and so then yeah now he makes me turn my phone off or he makes me put it away or whatever um but we had this whole conversation and he said well, you still have a question and uh and i said yeah he said well he said that's why i'm here you still have a question um, what's your question? I said, well, initially you told me that we have 10 years, but now I'm pregnant. So doesn't that mean we only have 10 months 
what happened? What changed? Did you mean 10 months? Like, were you confusing periods of time when you said 10 years before? Did you really mean 10 months? And he said, I'm not in control of the timeline. It's, it's, it's obviously been sped up and I'm not in control of that. And okay. Um, and then mm, less than a month later, the baby disappeared. Hmm. And I was like, okay, then. So I guess we're back on the original 10 year timeline and that's what I'll go with. Right. So, um, so then my 40 days was up. And then mixed 40 days started. 40 nights. 40 nights, rather. Mm. 40 nights. I got him for 40 nights. Mm -hmm. It was not a lot of sleep. Oh, shit. Yeah. Motherfucker loves to talk. He won't. <laughs> so, okay, what do you mean by that? Like, how did he communicate with you? In his head. Essentially, oh, telepathically. I mean, that's the only explanation I can give to it because I could hear his voice. She couldn't. Mm -hmm. I could hear other voices, too. I heard other people. Um, uh, other entities, other entities, essentially for 40 nights, I was a slut because 40 nights led to other people coming by saying, hi, Michael arrived one night. Oh, that was fun. Apparently he's a gigantic he's asshole. A dick. Apparently what? he's way worse than me and even worse than Gabriel. Yeah. Come and on. now apparently I have to be comforter to his vessel, which I like his vessel, but it's, and he's a dick. Gabriel is a dick. Gabriel is such a dick. Gabriel's a big dick. I love him though. He's one of my best friends, but he's a dick. He is such a dick. He's such an ass. He is like the biggest, like just a, he's a prick. And I love pissing him off. So I do everything in the world to piss him <laughs> Me off. Me too. I argue with him all the time. Well, I mean, if, if you think of like him as the fact of like needing to cut off the cancer for the greater of the good, you're going to have to have some, to some extent, just more logic and less fucking sympathy. You know, so I could see that kind of coming across a little rough because you unfortunately have to do decisions that weaker people can't make. Well, I, I don't see that's the question where we've been asking this question for a while because even I've been asking the question. OK, so what type of you know, what are we talking about here? You're talking about this commitment and he's talked about it several yeah. times to me about the commitment of this and what it requires and what I'm to do. But yet when it comes to the point of what I'm to do and I will I will be shown. That's all I'm told. Okay. Great. In due time. He yeah. loves that word. That's his favorite expression. So vague. Time. I get in due time. I get the most cryptic shit out of him all the time. However, after accepting, after hearing the recording, and I got to tell you right now, that doesn't sound anything like me. I have never, ever, ever gone that way without, or that long, without dropping an F-bomb. No, like that's why girl, I actually thought it was weird because that was nothing like there was you only at all. One. Yeah, there was one the whole conversation. I, I was like, "There's no fucking way that that was me. <laughs> I can't go more than five seconds without saying fuck. Fuck is I use it as everything. I split <laughs> in like fucking commas. The manner Jesus. of speaking was very different for sure. Yeah. I was like, you definitely use it for me. punctuation <laughs> points, right? So do I. I was like, that is that is not me. That's just not me. That's and funny. The more and more she's brought it up, the more and more, it, and when, so there's little things that have come through that are even better. So you were talking earlier about this connection. Mm -hmm. You all have one. Everybody has one. So get this. This is crazy. I can see a color around everybody. 
Mm-hmm. I can see colors. So I can see like, for instance, if you were standing in front of me, I could see whatever color you're emanating. I can see pretty much, it tells me everything I need to know about you, whether I should trust you, whether you're absolutely worthless, whether you're a scumbag, whether you're telling a good the person, truth or lying. whether you're lying, telling the truth. That's um, handy. It works on everything. It works with dogs. It works with humans. It works every living every thing. living thing. Breathing, breathing things. Color Even runner. trees, plants. Like he can tell me when my, you know, like my plants need attention. I shot an alligator that was under the water because I could, could see, see the color. color. Come on, what color was it? Huh? Uh, they come up. They come up as a green white. They're all green white. All the reptiles are green and white. Which is basically, from what I understand about the color scheme, is like not necessarily soulless, but the closest thing to being soulless. Really? Yes. Nice. Green's from, a bad color. Yeah, green's. A, you know more about this shit. Uh, yeah. Well, it's still like, like I even say because, like. I heard you on Janet's podcast and you were saying all the right colors and everything else. You had all of that color shit worked out. So anyway, really quick though, before we move on, before I forget this point, and I wanted to bring this to your attention because you guys talked about it and you had this connection to source. Yes, there is. And yes, people who are jabbed, I can tell you that they're jabbed even before you say anything. Are they gray? No, there's no color. No color. <gasps> so there's no, there's nothing in them that connects them to what I can see. That's sad. Yeah. And you got to be, you got to understand. We went to down here, St. Patrick's Day in Savannah, Georgia is the biggest fucking it's celebration. Like, it's like Mardi Gras. You go anywhere in the South. If you come down here for St. Patrick's Day, I guarantee you are going to have a blast. <laughs> um, next year will be the 200th anniversary. On a of Saturday. The, the parade on a Saturday. They're estimating right now. We're already getting estimates and upwards of 2 million people being present for this ridiculous gala. And yeah. it will be, there's no expense being spared. This is going to be a fucking phenomenal year to come down if you can get here. Anyway, uh, we went this year, and uh, because I'm a part of the parade committee, um, we go to all the different little events prior to St. Patrick's Day, and some of them even are after St. Patrick's Day. But it starts it starts like a month before, and there's yeah. an event like every weekend, and then every day, and like it's crazy. It, it gets down to like then it's hours, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we went to um, what they call the Celtic Cross Mass. And uh, what it is, is there's a great big Catholic mass at the Basilica, John the Baptist Basilica in downtown Savannah, which is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It's now just been ordained as a basilica uh, just recently, within the last year at least. Um, And then from there, we marched from the basilica down to Emmett Square. There's like four parades before the big parade, and I want to say that's the second or third one. And it's all of the Irish communities in Savannah. So all of the Irish communities get out in their their best dress, and they march right down to Emmett Square. And there, there's the Celtic Cross. They bless the Celtic Cross. The bishop says a couple words. The Grand Marshal says a couple words. It's really the first event for the Grand Marshal and the public. It's a a pretty big deal. And... um, we're at the church this year and I uh, was standing outside doing what I normally do as a adjutant, part of the adjutant staff. We do a lot of the direction, get everything set up and ready to go. And um, 
she showed up and we went in the church and uh, she went and sat down and I couldn't even go in. I sat in the back. No, I, I couldn't even go in. I like walked up to the door. I just looked in and I was just like, oh my God, I was so grossed out. It was just like, there was no color. Normally, Nothing. I would and the church was packed front to back. Normally, I would sit in the front with the parade committee families and um, the societies and whatnot. Um, like, you know, we all sit in the same place every year. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't. I sat in the back with the tourists this year because I wanted to be as close to the exit as I could. It was crazy. Oh. And 4th of July... And I don't see colors. Like, I don't see things. Like, I trust my instincts on a lot of things. And I can talk to animals like I've always been able to. But I I don't see colors. I don't see things the way he does. But 4th of July, um, 2022, no, 2021, we went to church at our our local church, like our, at our old house. Um, and yeah, it was the first time that we could go back to church. Yeah, it yeah. was. And um, and it was it was the most intense thing because I saw like the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. It was like a, a white rope coming out of almost everyone's head and like going straight up like this connection, like mm-hmm. what people call the chakra line or whatever it is. And it was beautiful and brilliant. And like I just I'd never seen anything like that. And it was amazing. And I was just overcome with this. I was impressed with this idea that, um, this would be the last time I would ever see anything like that. Like this was, uh, almost like, um, something to strive for again in the future, because this was, this wasn't, this wasn't going to happen again. And, uh, and when I went into the church that day, so then March of 22, almost a year later, um, I walked in there and it was like, there was this sickly, like yellow green haze over the top of everyone's head. No white lines of connection. Like this, like that pus color, that sickly yellow green that stinks real bad. You know, it was like, that was like, I didn't even want to go into it. And it was just like concentrated all over the whole, like over the tops of people's heads over the church. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to sit back here. I'm not going in that. Gross. Yeah, it was really gross. It was just, it was bad. It was like, I couldn't even go in the church. I got in, I like got to the door and I just like turned around and I said, you know what? I'm just going to stand right here. Yeah. I'll I'll play Usher. I'll play Usher. I'm not going to. Not going to go in there. I can't, I can't go in there. It was just, it was bad. uh, But yeah, that was, uh, and then after that, like, um, there's been little things here and there, but that's been the, I mean, behind the color, other than that, you know, I asked about it. I've asked questions about it. He said, yeah, you get, you get added little bonuses. I guess you could look at it as, I mean, because I guess that's the only way you can really say it. I mean, (laughs) then I, then I just wonder, you know, does he see me every time I'm jerking off? I mean, what, what's going on? (laughs) How closely is he watching you, right? Like, oh, you know, when me and her alone, are you watching that? So after his 40 days was up and his 40 days were interesting because like he was 40 nights, nights, uh, he was at the firehouse one night and his Lieutenant caught him in the fire truck bay um, in his underwear, speaking in a language that no one had ever heard before. Um, yeah. And he called me up and he's like, what's wrong with Mick? And I was like, you don't even want to know. I'm like, I'm like, you know, the dude speaks nine languages. And he was like, yes, I know all of those languages that he speaks. This wasn't any of those. I'm like, I'm sure it was, it was some dialect. You don't know. No, it, it, I was just trying to play it off, but yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, after that, we kind of, we kind of got a break. We had a little break. But we found that every time we've traveled, 
we would meet someone else or we would have some kind of experience that, that brought us closer or and gave us more understanding. Um, like we would go on these trips and we would meet people and it was like they were so putting our way for a reason. We met someone who actually on that Tulsa, that first Tulsa trip, um, who turned out to be a cousin of mine about eight generations back. Um, also a podcaster, and he has been told by the Archangel Uriel that he will lead the armies of the East past the crumbling walls of Jericho. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, you can say, yeah, this is crazy and crap, full of crap all you want. And he hadn't heard our story. Tell and, me something. And he had never told anyone else that story before. Um, How does that happen? But we were compelled to that. And then, then I went to Dallas um, for another event. Mick couldn't come. I, mean, I met a lot of that. That was a big one. I met a lot of people in Dallas, a lot of people that were part of this. And, uh, and that's where we met Justin. Um, Justin was supposed to be the vessel for Uriel. Justin opted out. He, uh, and he was our best friend, but he took his life last July. Um, oh, sorry. And it broke us. It was so rough. And it was right around the time that they turned CERN back on. Okay. Oh, and right as soon as they turned CERN back on and I mean, really ramped it up, then I, we started hearing from Gabriel all, literally all the time. Like all of a sudden Gabriel's in his head all the time. And it, it got to the point where I would, I would deliberately ask a question. Okay. I would ask a question in the morning, like in my head and Gabriel would come through him in the evening and answer my question. Uh -huh. So you asked like way earlier in the day? Correct. So like as I'm driving in the morning, I would ask a very specific question. When Mick's not with you. When Mick's not with me. Oh, shit. Right? And I like I'd ask it in my head. And I, I don't see her until about and we don't, we 40 make it minutes a point. before the show. We don't talk we don't before talk. we go on the show because we want everything to be fresh and organic and whatnot. So we don't mm -hmm. talk before we go on the show. That's our biggest rule is we yeah. don't have a conversation. Um, yes. so, uh, so, and then Gabriel would come through like almost as soon as we get off the show. And, uh, and he would just, he'd answer my question. And Mick wouldn't have any knowledge of what that question was. Like that was almost like me testing him. Mm -hmm. But I really, I legitimately had a shit ton of questions, so I kept asking them, and I kept getting answers. Sure, yeah. Um, and I. Uh, so Justin was a big one, mm -hmm. and when that when he killed himself, Gabriel came through, and he came through for something else. He came through actually to give me a prophecy, and um although I wasn't ready to hear it then because I was literally like, it was the day after we found out or the day we found out about Justin. And I was like, I mean, I was just blown away. So instead of giving me the prophecy, he, he gave me something else. He told me, um, he said, we, we normally choose Catholics because they believe suicide is a mortal sin. And I said, suicide isn't a mortal sin. He said, no, God gave you free will. How can you possibly be punished for using that free will? You are the only person who is allowed to take your own life besides God. Mick would never say that. Mick is a devout Catholic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mick would never in a million years say that. And he still doesn't believe it. Yeah. 
but that's what Gabriel told me. So, cause I was really concerned about Justin. Um, but Justin's come through once or twice as well. Yet right after he died, he was, uh, I guess granted access and he actually wrote, I'm sorry. Um, like I could see his hand moving and like he was writing and I put a piece of paper under him, put a pen in his hand and he wrote, I'm sorry over and over again. Um, but, uh, so that was a big one. Um, I've been told to try and find others like us. And that's why I keep talking about it and keep telling the story. Um, asking people if they've heard the bell or heard their true name or have had any kind of experiences like this. So, um, and then one day, and I just put two and two together on this, not even like 48 hours ago. Um, because most recently I had, like I said, Michael's vessel reach out to me and he was told to reach out to me by Michael, Mm -hmm. which I found very crazy because Michael hates me (laughs) because I was a super bitch to him. Uh, so one night, um, Gabriel had come and he told me that he had to go and do something that he had to prevent something from happening. Okay. And then I wouldn't see him for a while. Okay. And then the very next night, someone else showed up and I was like, you're not Gabriel. No, it was Michael. And I had a hmm, not very nice conversation with him. I was basically like, get the fuck out of my husband. He doesn't belong to you. You don't belong there. Like he's not just some fucking soul slut. Get the fuck out. Right. And, uh, and so then, like I said, I didn't even get any lube. What the fuck? <laughs> so, so he left and Mick came back and I told Mick what happened. And the next thing I know, Mick's like, I'll be right back. And he passes out. Okay. So random. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I grabbed his hand to bring him back and someone else came through instead. Not Michael, not Gabriel, not Mick. Someone named Sam A.L. What? And- uh huh. And I didn't know Samuel. And um, and I said, "What is going on? Where is first off? Where is my husband? And secondly, like, what what the fuck is going on?" Uh, and he's like, "Your husband is currently beating the shit out of Michael across heaven. He just broke his wing. Should I go break it up? I'm supposed to go break it up." And I said, "I mean, who's winning?" And he said, right now, your husband. I said, well, let it go on for a little bit longer. Who's winning? Oh, my God. Why was pissed? He was really pissed. um, He's not supposed to do that. Yeah, no, he wasn't supposed to do that. But then I came to find, and then after Samuel left, someone else came through. Um, Someone who was a very, very, very calming, probably the most beautiful soul I'd ever been in contact with in my entire life. And he didn't tell me his name, but he did tell me that he had died for our sins. And I asked him if he was going to come back and he told me that it would take a great sacrifice. Okay. And, um, but then I just figured out the other day after I'd been speaking with Michael's vessel that they all came to visit me specifically not to piss you off, but to visit me because I'm supposed to find their vessels and help them deal understand support them and mm-hmm. yeah you know? yeah could be yeah 
Hmm. So I haven't been given that message. But no, I know. But we're often given very different messages. Yes. So um, like I was once told that uh, true understanding when, comes when you weigh everything through the filter of life, death, and the kingdom. And I said, what does that mean? He said, well, think of it this way. Every day you come in with eggs from your chickens. Those eggs all have the potential for life. In eating them, or in collecting them even, you're bringing about their death, and yet their, the death of their potential sustains your life. Mm-hmm. And both their life, their potential, their death, and your life are all a part of the kingdom of God. So in everything you do, you should weigh everything with that in mind. Life, death, and the kingdom. Because that's what's truly important. And then I was also told that prophecy that that he came to give me that time when I was, I was going to ask you, can you, can you share the prophecy? Yeah. Uh, he told me when the messenger becomes the martyr, that will be the shot heard around the world. And it will be up to me to tell everyone who it was. What? When the messenger becomes the martyr, that will be the shot heard around the world. And it will be up, it will be up to me to tell everyone who he really was. I don't know who the messenger is. I was going to ask, how do you interpret that at this moment? <laughs> well, I... It's one of those mind-numbing ones. That, yeah, I get a lot of cryptic shit. Um, but when the messenger becomes the martyr, that will be the shot heard around the world, and it will be up to me to tell everyone who he really was. Um, then I was also told that there was a passage from the Bible that had been removed at the Council of Nicaea that no one's ever heard before, and that is that... There are some who are chosen to protect others to perpetuate a specific bloodline across time. Really? There are some who are chosen to protect others to perpetuate a specific bloodline across time. Whose bloodline? That's another great question. We're still, these are all riddles. <laughs> and, for, and for what purpose? We, we, we put them out here because you know what? We, the one thing, one thing, I, one thing I've always relied on, and I know you're all going to sound, this is going to sound crazy as fuck. No, it's fine. You don't sound crazy, by the way. In the I don't think both any, either of you are crazy at all. In the conspiracy theory realm, one of the things I've always, uh, one of the things that I've taken a very keen interest in was always the Zodiac Killer. I've always had, it was always, ever since I was a kid, there was something about all of the murders that took place in California during that time from 60, 1960 to 1974. Um, all of the crazy shit that took place and then what happened in 1996, uh, all the books that were written, I got all of the evidence at one point. I had gone as far as to investigate, like go down the, the Windwalker boot to find out where the closest military installation that possibly could have had the Windwalker boot, which was the boot footprint they found up in the hills um when at this uh, sherry joe bates murder um but i looked at all of that I, I got real deep into that one of the things i found during the during that time during my research in there um 
when you go down those rabbit holes and you track this shit and you pull out and you extract as much evidence as you can possibly extract, you eventually come to a place where it's a, it's a great big dead end. Cause you never know. You'll never know. Um, without actually talking to somebody, you're never, ever going to know. Um, you can read all of the evidence, but one of the things I took away from that, and one of the reasons we always talk about this story is if you remember to the first key, the cipher that was sent to the Washington Chronicle, who solved that? It was a teacher and her boyfriend that do puzzles in the morning. And they were the ones that cracked the code. Hmm. So I always say that the best people to tell this to is everyday people, because there's going to be somebody else who's had either the same experience or an even some even weirder shit that they haven't told a soul because they're like, I know if I say a word about this, yeah. everybody's going to lock my ass in a loony bit. <laughs> and I, I, we, if anything, there's another person out there with the same story. This might compel them to come forward and say something and say, or just get in t- touch with us and say, Hey, yeah, <laughs> been there, done that, had the same conversation, but with this dude mm-hmm. and he's a bigger dick than the other one. And I know what you're talking about. We have actually spoken to someone who's had conversations with that dude and said he's even bigger than the other one. I still don't know anything about Sam Ayal, so I am looking um, actively trying to find out some more about him. Um, Yeah, that's a very interesting character. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know if you'll be too happy about it. Oh, he was an ass. Well, Edge of the Worst of the Three. I don't know if that's a good one, guys. (laughs) Whatever. So here's, here's the thing that I've found as far as all of them go. Good... Good is like the N word. Okay. 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 Good and evil is a connotation that we put on things to describe things. No, All right. You're going with this. Like the N word originally came from uh, the Roman word N I G E R that meant full head of black hair. Mm-hmm. It has gained a negative connotation throughout, you know, millennia because of things that we as society have associated with it. All right. 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 Angels don't have empathy. All right. They don't have sympathy. They don't feel emotions the same way that we do. That's the difference. And I I was also told I, I did. I have asked that question again. Will it be the end? And I was told that, um, humanity will not survive. People will survive but humanity will not survive. Meaning our current society that we live in right now will be completely gone. Okay. All right. Well, one thing I do want to add, how I think I could add to even maybe, uh, Mm. you know, helping you with this idea. This is something I have thought of myself. And if you think of how often you make decisions off of physical feelings that go on, uh, you'd have to eliminate all of that because if an Mm -hmm. angel is not in the flesh, it's not going to feel that. It's going to be spirit, so it's going to have different sensors for different reasons. Or well, hold up. With that, I'm glad you brought that up, sir. And I am at fucking what perfect, perfect, well done. As a matter of fact, I have a, a sound clip for it. I play it for everybody. Well done. But really quick, hear me out on this. You are absolutely 150 fucking percent right. But think about this, sir. The last time that we talked about this on your channel, it got scrubbed from everywhere mm. except for one place. Yeah, yeah, I think Rumble, right, was the only one? Odyssey. You, uh, Odyssey. Was oh, the only Odyssey. One. 
scrubbed from Rumble too. Mm-hmm. So think about this. This is going to get scrubbed. This and is going I to get taken down. And I dropped it on down. Podbean and it got scrubbed from there too. So I'm just letting you know, this is going to be your most, most watched episode. And, and it's I'm going to tell you, it's going to get taken down. Mm-hmm. You watch. So I am telling you, whatever we're talking about, we're over the target because it's the only reason that the demons get rid of shit like this. Because this is too God. This is too much. No, no, no. This is a direct connection. This is like, for instance, I looked at my son the other night and I said, I, and I know he knows about it. He tries to play bullshit. I don't know that it did. Yeah, bullshit. I know you do. Son, you're fucking 16 years old. Shut and the fuck up. And he can quote the Bible scripture and verse. Oh, yeah. He, he's, I, I go to him for my Bible query and my Bible questions. He knows the Bible a lot better than I do. He's been taught right. Um, but again, I looked at him. I said, and, and your point is, you have a problem believing in God now. Why? And he said, well, I just don't, I don't, I don't get it. What you have a problem with your father being visited by the archangel Gabriel, like pretty much every night, pretty much consistently for like the last year and a half. And he sat there and he just looked at me. He's like, he's like, no, okay, sure. You are dad. And then, uh, and and then you told him, well, you're plan B. And he said, does that mean you're the condom? And then, and then the little one piped up because we're at the dinner table having this conversation. And he said, well, if you guys are going to break it, what am I going to do? And I said, they're going to break it and you're going to heal it, child. And then my oldest son no, said, no, you're plan D. <laughs> but he's a teenager. That's how they fight because that's, that's how it goes. But um, the, the last year and a half, you know, when I when I listen to that recording again, or or going back and listening to the sh- first show we did, like, um, or even going back and reading my journal, I'm like, man, I was, I was such, I was a child. I had no idea. Mm. You you have no idea what faith is until you have it. You don't understand what it is to be truly filled with the Spirit of the Lord until you are, and then you think that your faith can't get any bigger, and then it does. Like you level up. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, Well, that's what I was going to ask you guys, like, I guess (coughs) to kind of like bring this amazing experience and discussion to like uh, some sort of a conclusion. Cause I know it's ongoing for you. It's not concluded, but how has it like changed your faith? And in what way? Like, actually it's gotten worse for me, but it's gotten better for her. Because, okay, no, just to play devil's advocate, I don't think you're crazy at all. No. However, some like little things you're saying that the angel has said to you, it makes me think like, like we were saying, okay, what is good? What is bad? Mm-hmm. But like, is this really well, like let me, the Gabriel talking to you? Well, let, let, me, let me finish it, with that. You know what, what is good? Like, what is bad? I'm I just not like 100% sure mm-hmm. um yeah. i i and i've been asked i'm that sure before. you've questioned that yourself yes yeah, so like how <laughs> like people are like well this is a demon in fact i called the 130 and I, I spoke to him at length and um there was someone else in their organization that had gone through a, a similar experience and they they drove him away um from her and her husband and uh and I've had other people ask me, you know, like, do you think this is demonic? And I said, well, if this is a demonic attachment or if this is an evil spirit coming through, it is the shittiest demon ever. 
because first off, um, I don't think, I mean, I'm sure I'm very rare. Not many people are blessed to have someone truly guide their journey to faith. Like your journey to faith is really a, something that you have to do on your own. No matter what it is, it really is something you have to do on your own. And when I say that, that God like punched me in the face and kicked me in the ass to fill me with faith, I'm faith. I'm not kidding. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I really had to have it beaten into me and it, it was, but in such a way that, I mean, I, I never truly, I always believed in God, but in a visceral way, mm-hmm. like he was there, but he didn't have anything to do with me. You know, like he gave up on us a long time ago. And, and then I found out that, that he, he really did. He really does. He has something to do with all of us. And when I gave up trying to control everything and put God first in our lives, our entire lives changed. Mm. I mean, when we say that we were told to stick a microphone on the side of a computer and start talking, and that's kind of true. Like our podcast came back and came about organically before this experience started. Okay. Um, but uh, we both felt led to do it, and and we did. Um, and it's grown on its own with very little assistance from anyone, including us. Um, but then, I mean, we, we sold our house, we moved an hour South and this all, all started like right after this experience. Right. So we had this first started September 4th, 2021, December 30th. Um, we sold our house. We put it on the market November 1st. All right. Um, we sold it in four days. Actually, we put it on the market November 15th. We sold it in four days. It was $75,000 more than we were Yeah, we're over asking. asking. We moved an hour south. We found this amazing piece of property, which hadn't, which had only been listed that day. We went looking for something else. We got this for less than the asking price. It was everything that we needed. I quit, you know, quit my job. He quit his job or one of his jobs. He quit the firefighting. Mm-hmm. We started a homestead. We got all these animals. I've also been told many times that um, we've forgotten as, as humanity, we've forgotten how to talk to animals. All we talk to is dogs, cats, and horses. Mm. And I was like, most people don't even talk to horses, honestly. But if you've ever ridden a horse, you know how to talk to a horse. Um, but we've forgotten how to talk to animals. And the first time he told me that, I, I, I tried to put it into practice, and I started trying to talk to my chickens. And um, so I was like, I, I moved a rock and there was a whole bunch of like, you know, good worms and sprouts underneath it. And I sent a mental picture because most animals think in pictures, not necessarily in words. Yeah. Um, I sent a picture to my chickens, just the kind of sent it out, broadcast it out. And, you know, two of them came running from opposite directions. And I was like, holy shit, it really does work. Wow. You know, um, and uh it was, that was, that was amazing. I, I talked about it on the show. Um, you know, we started these, these gardens and this, the whole little homestead and, you know, more shows and we've become, we started doing church on Sundays on the show a lot of times. And now sometimes we do church on Wednesdays and church on Fridays and church every day. Um, because, because yes, I truly do believe it's Gabriel because I don't know that anybody else would have been able to 
make me put God first in our lives. Yeah. So like the fruits of it have been positive, obviously. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, for her, absolutely. It's been amazing. Not for you, sir. He's lost his no I, religion. <laughs> well, he's gained his faith. He's lost his religion. No, that's I know, okay. I always had my faith. I always that's had my okay. faith. Yeah. Sometimes that's how it goes, you know. No, no, it's not that even. It's just I'm at odds with. Uh, you have questions. No, oh no, I'm at oh. odds. I don't have questions. Normally I have fucking psychotic fucking mental issues when it comes to this shit because I'm just like, no, fuck you. But it, it, this has been a rough one because, yeah, I have. It's uh, Church is not stone, brick, and mason. You, you do church anywhere. Talking mm-hmm. about God anywhere. Absolutely. You don't have to fucking go into a church. You have to be a part of a group. That's what they want you to do. Mm. So then somebody yeah, else can tell you what God is. Exactly. They want that. that, They want that's what they want. The division. They want that division. They want people to say, "Well, I'm a Catholic. I'm a Presbyterian. I'm a." They want that division. Yeah. They don't. It's not what God's about. God God doesn't give a shit about that. God doesn't care for Catholic Jews or Muslims. God doesn't give a fuck about that. He could give a crap less. As long as you believe in him. As long as you as long as you stay connected to him and put him first in your life. When you think about it though, you think about your whole entire life. You're a Catholic, you know. Mm -hmm. We talked about it on our show when you came on. Um, you're a Catholic, so you know what it's like. Think about your whole entire life. You were a Catholic. Think about all the time you spent in church. Think about fucking, you know, and now finding out, oh, by the way, that was all pointless, by the way. Well, I mean, yes, I, I, that often was my frustration as a child too, is like, I don't understand why it has to be this certain way. You know, I have reverence for the Eucharist and the sacraments and I understand that part of it. So I think there's a place for church and for mass, but I think there is. Uh, You know, I I don't think it necessarily makes you understand the faith or live your faith just because you've gone through certain steps. Correct. And that's what I'm at odds with. So that has been an issue. Um, Other issues, why I know it's Gabriel. Gabriel is the messenger. Um, I've asked him about this because I've wanted to know. I want to know. I was like, look, if you're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing this and you're going to be sharing me, let me tell you something. We got some rules. You got to answer some things for me, sir. The backside (laughs) is exit only. Understand that. That's not how you're coming in. But you do not come in the backside. Do you understand? That's hilarious. It was our first conversation. (laughs) Our second conversation was directly about who you are and prove it to me. Mm. Not because I lack the faith, but because I want to know. If you're going to be doing this, we got to have an understanding. Reasonable request. He let me see what I needed to see. And I'll put it that way. I can tell you it's Gabriel. And without a shadow of a doubt, the scary part is the other side of that. Gabriel's not just, he's God's messenger. He comes down and tries to save us somehow. I haven't figured out that plan yet. Um, For instance, uh, maybe some of your people get this. Do you get up at 3 o'clock in the morning? Every day, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Not a minute before, not a minute after. At 3 a.m., I am awake, wide awake, as if the day already started for me. And I had already been awake for like two hours, already had two cups of coffee, and everything's ready to go, and I'm speaking this fast. And it happens at 3 o'clock every morning. At 5, uh, about 6.30, 7.30 actually. Yeah, it's about 7.15 actually. Eh, it's, uh, truth, <laughs> truth be told, it's about 6.48. 6.48, I get another bell. 
I have to go sit out on the porch because I have to. Hit, the sunlight has to hit me, and I kind of get a brief glimpse of. <clears throat> It's at sunrise, so the whenever new, the sun comes up. The new plan. Right now it's six forty eight. It'll yeah. get earlier as it'll shift. You know, yeah. Like it'll yeah. give it it'll give it like a burst. It like gives it like the morning download, so to speak. And I have to be out there. I have to be there for it. I can't miss it. And like even today, it was cloudy, but I was out there. And yeah, and it's something I have to do. I don't know why. I have to do it though. I have to do it every day doesn't matter where I'm at. I have to do it. I did it when I was away. I did it. I do it now all the time. It's just like, boom, at three o'clock, I'm awake. Doesn't matter how much I partied the night before, which really fucking sucks ass because I could be like fucking three shots deep into a fucking great hangover. <laughs> and I'm all of a sudden sober Yeah, and it's three o'clock in the morning and I'm awake. Wow. And I know I'm getting up in two hours because I have to be outside. So I'm just like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> My day screwed because so <laughs> I don't get them anymore. Do you feel like you have like some sort of um, external like energy source? Because I, I kind of had weird experiences in the beginning of 2020 where it's like I just was like supercharged. Like it didn't matter if I didn't sleep for like yes the whole night. It was that's, like I was fine. Yes. yes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yes. That's exactly like automatically at three o'clock, whatever that bell is, I am automatically like anything I did the night before is gone. Right. So if I dropped acid or did mushrooms the night before <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning, I'm done. It's over for me. I am sober again. I tell you what, 2020, well, not for long, but so, 20, let's 2020 was crazy with energy. 2020, I, I was popping light bulbs by touching them. I could charge my phone, holding it in my hand. Um, I drained, I drained, uh, his Ryobi battery. I drained my car battery. His Ryobi battery cost more than my car battery. Um, but yeah, like 2020 was crazy for energy. Let's let's be serious about this. And I'll tell you right now, I have been jabbed. Mm -hmm. I got jabbed. Why? Yeah. Kind of as a science experiment for the show to see what really happens. So he's a fucking moron. What? But, yeah, but come I, on. Nope, dead serious. I got jabbed when I got my second injection. It was uh, we were on our way to Mexico that July after that injection, which I got in January no, because Jamaica. it was or wherever we're going. Um, anyway, um, I was at the. Uh, I went, it was January because January 6th, January 5th, I got it because January 6th, we were up in DC. Mm -hmm. And then that July, we were going to Jamaica. Jamaica. And I had passport go, my passport had expired. And so I had to go back to DC to get my passport done because it's about the only place you could do it during the pandemic where you could get it done overnight. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I flew back it's to very DC, limited. <laughs> landed in DC, and I, I had a one night stay there. And so I had to stay there that night. I went a day before them and uh, got to DC. And that night I called a bunch of friends. I, one of them happened to be my old neurosurgeon, the, one of the first guys that ever operated on my nugget. So I called him up. I was like, hey, dude, I'm in town. You want to uh, link up? He's like, yeah, fuck yeah. Hey, I'll meet you at this bar. And he sent me the address and everything. I was like, fuck yeah. So uh, I rolled over just to, you know, I bought him a drink and shit because I was like, hey, he kept me alive, you know, to nicest thing I could do is buy your drink. You know, he's just like, Hey, got a question for you. He's like, yeah. He goes, did you get that jab yet? I said, yeah. Why? I said, matter of fact, just got the second shot in January. 
was perfect. He goes, you got all of your anthrax shots, right? I was like, yeah, I've got both. He's like, fuck yeah, come with me. I was like, whoa, doc, understand. He's a Navy doctor. So I looked, I was like, whoa, doc, look, normally there's a money exchange about this time when people are saying, come with me out to my car. All right. We just don't do it for free. I just don't drop trowel for free, bro. You know, it's different in the army. I know the Navy, there's no wrong hole. But the army, there's fucking wrong hole. Oh, he's like, so, on, he's like, fuck on. you, Dick. Come on. <laughs> so we go back to his car. He draws my blood. Now let me tell you something. You can tell a doctor drew my blood because when I got down to Jamaica, they don't know how to She blood. saw my arm and she it goes, was like a whole fucking mass fuck of to bruises. Right? Uh, only nurses are doing like, that. Oh my god, it was terrible. I mean, the whole vein blew up right here. Like the whole corner of my elbow was just this big black and blue mark. And she's like, "What the fuck happened to you?" I was like, "The craziest fucking thing in the world." You are going to lose your shit. And she goes, what? And I pulled out my card. I said, hey, you know what this is? He's like, she's like, yeah. I said, it's worthless. What do you I mean? I said, yeah, it could have been our divorce papers. I said, she's like, what do you mean? I don't have it. She goes, what are you talking about? They ran my blood. He's, he sent it to a hematologist. I have none of the alleles. I have nothing, nothing, nothing was ever in my body. No spike protein No spike protein, whatsoever. no nothing. No, nothing. So I either not got, only is his blood perfect, but he actually has some kind of coating like on his blood cells. I can't remember what you called yeah, it. It was some, some weird shit. It yeah. had like a coating on my blood cells where even if I got it, I couldn't get it. Yeah. Even wow. if COVID got in me, that explains everything though, because never gotten sick, I've never gotten sick. Anything. I've never gotten COVID. I was around her when she was dying oh, from COVID. Dude, I was so sick. Never even touched me. I was around people that died from COVID that we carried them out of their house during the pandemic because they claimed they were dying from COVID. And apparently they did. And I never wore a mask. And everybody's just like, why aren't you going to wear a mask? I was like, I'm not scared. Yep. I'm not worried about it. Yep. Fuck that shit. Yep. That's wild. So you have yeah. a physical protection also. And it makes me wonder if that's the marker on the blood that we were told about. Yeah. So. Right. Mm -hmm. It's got to make you wonder. So That's wild, man. Well, this was fascinating guys honestly like so for now i'm still seeking if um yeah. and, and i i gotta say if you if anyone listening if you've if you've heard the bell if you've been woken up in the middle of the night by the sound of the most pure bell you've ever heard reached out to us mickvlyn m-i-c-v-l-y-n-n at gmail.com um if you see colors if you hear voices if people talk to you um that you can't see you are not crazy these are the things they have been telling us for years that we're crazy and they did that when they removed when they separated church and state when they tried to remove god from our homes when they nixed the spirituality right they always used to talk about this you know the spirit you don't talk about that anymore so um y'all you're not crazy and if you need guidance or you have questions or you just want someone to talk to, then by all means, reach out to us. That is apparently what I'm here for. Apparently. That's so amazing. Um, also tell people where they can find your show. Yeah, so we are at the Patriot Party Podcast. We broadcast live uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday for the news and whatever else we go off the rails a lot it's a lot of fun um and that's on rumble at uh, the patriot party podcast or on pilled.net or redpills.tv or uh, odyssey odyssey or d live on uh, the cannabis and combat channel 
Um, and then on Saturdays, I do a show called Freedom Gardens at 11 a.m. Eastern on all those same channels that um, it's kind of a homesteading gardening show. Um, some Antiquitech thrown in there, um, electroculture specifically. It's a lot of fun. Um, and some uh, natural healing and medicine, things like that. And then on Sunday... At 2 p.m. Eastern, we do a show called True Spiracy, and um, now we like to say the Bible is the ultimate conspiracy theory, so we do a lot of that, a lot of church on Sundays, but um, so we've gone over the the first two books of Enoch. Um, all of Revelations. Yeah, all of Revelations, and then, and we've done, oh, we've wow. literally done everything, Ingersoll Lockwood and Time Traveling Nazis, and um, I, I mean. We cover it all, everything. The, the There's real, no R-H conspiracy theory yeah. that we're not going to touch. We'll yeah, touch amazing. it all. Uh, we we might not be experts, on, but we try to find experts and bring them on and have them talk about it. A whole series on Tartaria, and I mean, all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, we, we wow. delve into a lot of things there. So. Nice. so yeah, so we broadcast every single day, seven days a week. That's amazing. You guys are busy. busy. I love it. And I love that you do it together. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. And, you know. Oh, you so know what special. I think I've, oh, you probably just fucking mentioned it and I hmm. had a brain fart, but I have noticed, I think you just tend, you still stream to Cloud Hub? Yes. 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 Fucking have a huge, yes. pretty fucking huge following over there for that shit. We do. I'm sorry. Too. <laughs> and they're our biggest audience. We stream both on the Red Pill Project. I have noticed that. And I was like, damn. Um, podcast on Cloud Hub, and I, I think we both over like I think ours. How do you stream to Cloud Hub? How do you actually able to do that? I you have to just, get permission to from them. The channel Todd Calendar just took over as CEO of Cloud Hub now, so they're making it even easier. They want to get as many streamers on there. Oh. Supposedly, they're bringing in a chat feature for it too, so they're going to be here soon. You're going to have a live chat feature for Cloud Hub, which will be awesome because chat, it sucks. their chat yeah. blows and yeah. it, it's not live and it doesn't pop up mm-hmm. live. And a matter of fact, the questions come through sometimes after your show. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. so they're doing a whole new thing. They're going to revamp it. Supposedly the thing I read, I uh, read it the other day was in zero hedge that they were going to revamp the whole thing mm-hmm. and redo the whole thing. So hopefully it's a better platform. I'm hoping. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, we're big on cloud hub too. So yeah, I have noticed mm-hmm. that. I was like, Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, good, stuff. good for you. Yeah. So. yeah. We got like 33,000 now. I think we're up to yeah. roughly total. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, we I paid for that stupid service. I paid for a year's worth, and I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it was really expensive. Oh, I did that on Gab. I paid for like some bullshit there, and, and it was worth it videos. because it gave me some numbers. And I was like, "Wow!" Now it actually tells me that this is like your we actual. Let someone else reach. dig into our analytics to see, you know, see what the reach is, because it just wanted to know, you know, yeah. how many do we have? What what's the real number? Because How's it growing. I don't think you get the real number <laughs> just from one source. I think you have to go to like eight, mm-hmm. but whatever anyway i know you guys gotta get out of here yeah so sorry about that that's my fault no 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 no, i apologize thank you so much guys and thank you you know and why for of course you know i know i wish i wasn't you know if i wasn't if i didn't have to go somewhere this probably end up being another half hour longer because there was things that we wanted to yeah i know but it's just like i can't now (laughs) no like keep us updated on like i'm so curious you know on future messages or whatever experiences you have because i'm really curious about it and you know i think you guys are awesome and you know, just keep bringing people together and creating the community that you are. So thank you so much. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Not a problem. We yeah. appreciate that it. That was yeah. a wild and amazing story. Thank you. And no experience. Is. I want to say experience. I don't want to say yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. Or better. And he wasn't wrong. Everything I've, everything I've seen from that point has been like nothing I've ever seen before. So that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much guys. That's and magic. thank you to everyone who is listening. Please reach out to Mick and V Lynn if you feel inclined and we'll yes. see you in the next one.